welcome to Housewives of Me, a podcast about why we love the real housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and welcome back for another brand new episode. Thank you so much for joining me. I feel like I sounded crazy in last week's intro because I was still dealing with all things COVID, but I'm feeling much better now, and I'm very excited for you to hear this week's brand new episode. Today is returning guests, but they've never been on the show together, so I'm excited for this combination. I'm talking to Dan and Brendan from the podcast Come Through Queen, which is a show I just adore so much. They recap all the Bravo shows, they have fun pop culture chats, and they're just so smart and informed when it comes to talking about all things pop culture and reality TV. So I'm so thrilled that I get to have them on today. And because I'm pals with them, I feel like they dragged me as well, which is always (laughs) always fun during an interview. Definitely keeps you on your toes. So without any further ado, here is Dan and Brendan from Come Through Queen on Housewives and Me. My guests today are the hosts of what is basically my favorite podcast that covers all things Real Housewives and lots of other reality TV besides. From the podcast, come through Queen, Dan Calabrese. Hi, Connor. And Brendan Davis. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to Housewives and Me. So Thank excited you. to be back. And we're, Love we're being on ham. We're back as a dynamic duo because you had us individually on in the past. Exactly. So it's fun to have you here together for what is, I'm sure, for Come Through Queen fans is like extra bonus content that they are craving. Yes, subscribe on Patreon. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll get into Patreon because you guys do a lot on Patreon. We'll get into that. Um, Obviously, you were both on before and we got into your housewife's journey and how it started. But I'm just curious for both of you. We're in this really interesting era for the shows. How are you feeling about this moment in, in Housewives kind of generally? I feel like we're in, is it a Bravo renaissance where we're like, things are exciting. Yeah, there's not mm. there's not one series that is currently airing that I'm, that feels like a chore. All five shows that we cover each week are a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, five. Jesus, you cover a lot of stuff in your show. Okay. And I, th- I think I've got problems. Okay, so <laughs> let's discuss. Let's get, let's get into some of the shows airing right now. There's so many on, but there's one I want to start with because I have joked on this podcast about how one half of your podcast is obsessed with the one and only Heather Dubrow. So mm-hmm. how are we feeling about the return of OC in this OC season so far? Or as you might call it, the Real Housewives of Heather Dubrow's world. I mean, how are we feeling about it? Here's the thing about Heather Dubrow: is <laughs> to be a to be a fan of Heather Dubrow means you have to be okay with her being the villain, and that's where mm-hmm. we are right now. And I I'm happy with it. Yeah, I mean, we're coming back from a horrendous past season, and even the season before wasn't great either. So. You can't expect it to be at its best when we're in a rebuilding stage, I would say. Mm-hmm. However, it feels light. The problems going on feel housewivesian. It and, feels like early yeah. OC to me. Yeah, for sure. I will say I do think that we have a little window where I feel like we could add Tamara Judge back and we might have a more well-rounded crew. Mm. And do you think she's angling for that because she's going to be on the next season of Girls Trip and she's so such a housewives commentator with her podcast and stuff? Between, um, you know, her coming back on the second season of The Ultimate Girls Trip and uh, depending on when this podcast episode airs, she's actually going to be back in the clubhouse very soon. Andy was tweeting for questions for Tamara to uh, mm-hmm. for her grand return. So, like, she's still in the universe. Yeah. And I think I think 
The door is always open, hopefully. Yeah, and she doesn't seem... I mean, I think she was in a bit upset when they let her go a few seasons ago, but she doesn't seem like she's that, still mad about that. Like, she seems to... Obviously, she did girls trip. She's not holding a grudge with them. Well, even when she was let go, it was like... She had, like, a FaceTime with Andy, and it was, like, always amicable. So I, I feel like she's primed and ready to come back. She's commentating on Housewives and Celebrity Big Brother on two T's in a pod, not to promote another podcast on this <laughs> podcast. But <laughs> So I think she's ready. I, I do think that Heather would benefit from Tamara coming back. Yeah. Um, A friend who's messier and can, like, get down to business, I think, would help Heather kind of, like, ease her way back into... Uh, Real Housewives world. I think Heather's trying to be a little too controlling in the narrative. And that was fun to watch during the Nobu dinner party scene, like when she disappeared and came down with Terry. Like that was exciting to me. Yeah. But in other scenes, it's not as exciting. And I think she needs like a she needs like a sidekick who will be a little messy. Gina might become that later and she's kind of been that but we i think she needs someone a little stronger like tam tam i don't know if either of you remember this but tamra was supposed to have like a three episode close out the chapter moment for the season she did not come Mm -hmm. back for and Mm -hmm. i think it's actually smart that she ended up not doing that because it's kind of like well the chapter's not closed it's not closed yeah that's true and brendan i have to ask what is it about heather dubrow that makes you so fascinated well i mean it's like the money and what they do with the money and like the seemingly normal feeling family, like the kids seem well adjusted and whatever. And I just like when someone has that much money and they're like obsessed with having money, I'm (laughs) fascinated by that. And I think that turns a lot of other people off, but like I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is, it's not, I don't want to say it's a prerequisite to be on Housewives, but it is an interesting part of the Housewives mix when someone has that much wealth that they are just so shameless about. Yeah. That being said, eat the rich, fuck rich people. But, you know, like. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, one of my favorite running things on Come Through Queen in the last year is how you'll just be like, capitalism, baby, eat the rich. And I'm like, he's not wrong. everyone's favorite anti-capitalist Real Housewives podcast yes that's us (laughs) that's OC we obviously have a Salt Lake City season that's Mm. kind of about to wrap up as we're talking we haven't seen the reunion yet we haven't as we're talking we haven't seen the finale I mean is it actually gonna wrap up it's it's been going and going and going (laughs) I was gonna say I feel like they're like yeah sure gonna do another six episodes it has felt like a long season but a lot has happened how do you think that like Salt Lake City is faring in a second go around um I I think they had a lot to work with, obviously, between Jen's arrest and everything going on with Mary. But it's weird that they focused so much of the season on things that don't really matter, like Meredith Stead's memorial service. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And one of the complaints I have with Salt Lake City is that I half the time I don't really know what they're talking about, but I do enjoy the chaos on the show. So it's still an enjoyable watch for me. To me, it feels like... It feels like Beverly Hills in the way of the rollout of Salt Lake City in general, a strong first season and then a second season full of chaos and so much going on. It's I never would have known that we would have had so much from these women. And like Dan said, it's like they're focusing all on the wrong things, but it's almost making it more exciting because we're like everything's so unexpected. Mm -hmm. And I love it. And Lisa Barlow in that like, 
sports bra. I can't stop thinking about her. Like, so hot. Are we? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Very hot. I know. And she's always like, I don't work out. I've never, I've never trained. And then she's like, got abs that you could grate cheese on. I'm like, I know. okay, but how? How do you? How are you this snatched if you don't work out? Taco Bell actually, like, when you go into a Taco Bell, they are grating the cheese that goes onto the tacos on Lisa Barlow's body. Actually. <laughs> I love Taco Bell and I love fine dining. Okay, that's good to know for us non-American listeners. Okay. <laughs> and do you think, like, we kind of know now for sure Mary won't be back for season three after what seems like endless back and forth. Do you think we'll miss having Mary or do you think it was sort of inevitable that she was going to bounce? I didn't really even want her to come back for the second season because mm-hmm. it's kind of just like one person in the room that we can't have a conversation with because nothing makes sense. You never know how she is going to re- react or why she's reacting in a certain way. So while it's like fun for a little while, I was eventually growing tired of it and I don't really see a potential for her to become friends with anyone. She doesn't really want to be on the show she doesn't want to be on the vacations yeah Yeah. that being said we wouldn't have recent podcast titles without her Mm. women being (laughs) one of them (laughs) (laughs) yes she's provided some amazing moments all this it's i don't know i definitely even before she did in terms of reunion i was watching the second season going this woman does not want to do this anymore i could just tell she was like you could see her almost in scenes when like how how much more do i have to do this so i'm kind of not surprised she bailed yeah but it seemed like she didn't want to do it from day one Yeah, yeah. I don't get what the objective of going onto the show was because she had the money. It doesn't. It's not like she's one of these women who are going on the show to get a divorce because she seems to be clinging on to that relationship despite all the weirdness of it. So, Mm -hmm. uh, what's like the what's the end goal? The bigger question to me is like, what happens in her friendship with Meredith? Like, what what do they connect on? What do they talk about when the cameras aren't up? That they are such tight, close friends. It makes no sense to me. She keeps being like, "Oh, I saw this other side." she's been really kind to me i'm like okay it doesn't that that felt like strategy more than anything yeah Yeah. i mean i i I don't maybe meredith was saying that before she saw the clip from earlier in the season when mary came over for like that fashion event at meredith's home and mary was kind of making fun of her fashion choices and stuff yeah so it's like maybe your friend isn't so great after all (laughs) maybe yeah true i think they're gonna have an interesting third season because jenny and Mary are gone. Jen is filming, but like is about to go on trial effectively. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. It's, it does feel like I've seen some people say online that actually they're doing too much now and that it will hit a wall. I don't know. That to me feels like fans like complaining about what's good, but I, you know, no, the fans always complain. Tr- <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll get to your feelings about the Bravo fandom in a bit, because I do want to ask you about that. (laughs) But before we do that, another city that you two are so hardcore about, Dan in particular, I feel like was advocating for this from like scene one of episode one of the new season, of course, is the return of Housewives of Miami. Why are you digging it? What's great about it? Talk to me about Miami. Well, first of all, it feels so fresh, number one. Mm -hmm. I mean, even like the initial rollout of the cast photo shoot felt so different from everything that we've seen before. Very girdified, one might say. Very girdified, yes. (laughs) Yes. And it's kind of the perfect mix of so many new faces, mm-hmm. essentially new storylines across the board, but then the fam- familiarity of half a cast that we've already known for such a long time. Mm-hmm. So it's the, kind of the best of both worlds instead of like a cast that we've been with for 10 years that we're kind of getting bored with. And like we have some old faces being only friends of, and that's like 
up the game because they're bringing it a little stronger, I think, because they like feel like they have to compete or something like that. I don't know. I just being back with these women and having our new friends is just so like nice. And like Miami's a place I never want to go, but like it's good being there on the television. <laughs> have I have you been to Miami in real life before? I, I I think it's a lot of fun. And is it like it's too it hot. It's too hot. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Miami. You were like, she said, "Come feel the rush." She said, "No, no, I'm good." Oh, no. I, I mean, I, I think it depends on like the time of year that you're going. You don't want to be going in the dead of summer, but it's. I mean, Miami's known as like the New York winter getaway. Mm-hmm. So true, true. And it does visually, like in the way that Salt Lake City does and OC does, like it has a visual style. Like they all have a certain way that they dress there, and the homes look a certain way, and, and whatever way they've cast it, the, there's a lot of wealth on display in Miami. I well. need to get speaking of that, I need to like get my head wrapped around Alexia's garage that like pulls her car in. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's bizarre but fascinating. I know. That apartment is wild to me. I can't decide if I'd like that or hate that. I think I'd like it. it just seems very like, I don't know, blurring the line. I'm a bit like the car can stay down in the in the car park. I don't need to <laughs> yeah, see my car in my apartment. Also the thing about Miami is like, where's all this money coming from? Like with Alexia, I'm like what what are we doing here? I, do we know? I know like Lisa because of her husband, but like it's there's some blurred lines as far as money in Miami, and I like that about it because it feels like we could veer to the left and something mess can happen. Mm, very true. Another show that's back, and it's weirdly a show that I associate with your podcast. I don't know why. It is New Jersey. They've had a few really strong seasons, and I feel like this one will be strong as well. Are you glad to have it back? Are you enjoying the return of our ladies? I mean, I think probably the reason you associate it with us is that we have been high on New Jersey pretty consistently for years and years, whereas mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. New Jersey kind of gets lost in the shuffle of the other cities sometimes in the fan yeah. community. Yeah, and I mean, like, New Jersey's a classic. There's a reason they've had the same cast for years now, which, like, no other city does, basically. Um, The cast is so strong. Dolores is so beautiful that, like, you can't can't look away, you know? So I'm happy to be back. And I'm also happy that Dolores, I feel like I'm going to disagree with Dolores a lot this season, which is not something I usually do. Yeah. I think another thing with New Jersey that makes it different is that they did something a few years ago, which was shorten the seasons so everything feels very like tight and to the point and not dragged out and i kind of like that choice yeah for sure especially after like they dragged us along with long ass seasons that just like fed into each other for so many years in the early jersey Mm -hmm. eras so now we're like tight and bright ready to go we're celebrating summer down the shore we're at a, we're gonna be maybe in an episode we went to the oh my god yeah charity baseball game <laughs> oh, yes oh i forgot about that oh wait tell me like, i mean obviously we haven't seen the episode yet but it was dolores through a huge charity baseball game fundraiser and like meredith marks is there and yeah mm-hmm. at and the coney island um baseball yes. stadium which i frequented this summer um <laughs> it was it was so fun meredith marks and brooks marks were walking around Bershawn was there um, yep. randomly oh, yes uh, the cameras were up. We were watching them. The crowd was going wild. Yeah, uh, there were so many people there dressed up like in their housewives memorabilia, just like different quotes. People had signs and stuff. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to, it'll be interesting for me to see what they do with that and if they show people showing up as fans or if they just decide mm-hmm. to pretend like these women are just like normal people and not celebrities. Yeah. Oh, yes, true. And I'm sure they will show us like, 
Meredith Marks, friend of Dolores, mm. like Dolores's friend. Right. I mean, Meredith Marks was definitely trying to sneak onto camera, I would say. Less so Bershon. Yeah, Meredith was like walking onto the field. Yeah. <laughs> she was the umpire yeah. for the game. And who was, just refresh our memory, was the, were the women playing, like the Housewives in New Jersey cast were playing softball or baseball? Like what was the hook for the evening? So it was, um, it was a fundraiser for a hospital. I think it's specifically like uh, a cancer hospital, like a cancer focused hospital, or maybe even especially breast cancer. So it was the housewives and husbands against like hospital staff and doctors. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I see. With some special guest stars on the sidelines. Exactly. exactly. Like us. Like us yeah. <laughs> yes, I was going to say. I mean, like, yeah, I'm going to be like eagle, eagle-eyed watching the episode to see if you pop up. We've got a bunch of shows coming back soon. Namely, well, I mean, they've just both kind of wrapped filming. We know that Beverly Hills and Atlanta have like filmed their finale stuff this week. Are you, what are you thinking is going to be the vibe for both of those shows coming back? They had, both had a very interesting season beforehand in very different ways. Uh, I would say for Beverly Hills, it'll be interesting because I I was kind of surprised to see like how the Erica stuff played out last year. So for her to Mm -hmm. be coming back without any sort of major revelations or changes to the status of what's going on with Tom and Erica, I'm curious to see then like what what are we talking about? Because it seems like they've all kind of just made peace with the fact that she's sticking around and... Like she's our friend, so that's that's it with that. Uh, I'm I'm excited for uh, Garcelle's friend Cherie to be on mm-hmm. the show. So I think that will like people have been complaining like, oh, Garcelle's like out on an island by herself on this program. So mm-hmm. that's good. I'm glad Crystal's coming back. Of course, I'm glad Sutton's coming back. It's like a a full cast. I love I love a big cast. Do not love a five woman cast. Yeah, this is New York season seven vibes as far as like cast size, which I love. There's a lot of like rumors going on. Like there's a rumor that like Kathy sent Lisa Rinna a cease and desist that Kathy's I guess is denied. So we'll see it play out. I, and I mean, we'll have like the bullshit of Lisa Rinna still going on. But at this point, it's like eh, <laughs> it's it's fun to watch, I guess. That's at a certain point. I agree. I'm excited that Cherie's coming on. It sounds like in Aspen, it was everyone versus Erica, as far as like we know with Erica or with like the new girl siding with Erica. So we'll see how that plays out. I'm excited for our new favorite Kyle to stand up against Erica potentially. <laughs> um, Erica becoming standing the... up against Michael Myers and Erica. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say Erica has become <laughs> the Michael Myers of the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> On that, I'm hoping that we're going to get some guest spots from uh, Jamie Lee and Judy Greer. I I think it'll happen. Judy Greer is RIP, so that's going to be hard. Oh, Um, yeah. Not Judy Greer, the other one. (laughs) Andy Matchak or something, I think is her name. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would love for them to follow Kyle on the set of Halloween Ends, even like like self-shot iPhone footage or something like FaceTiming and like Jamie Lee's in the background with her new wig on like, Hey girl. I think yeah. it'll definitely happen. Cause the shooting has like overlapped so much at this point that yeah, she, she flew home. She flew back to Beverly Hills for the finale from filming. Yeah. Yeah. And it does seem like, I mean, slight detour, but I just sound like Kyle will probably have a significant role in this film. So I, I yeah. would imagine it's like, I don't know. I mean, she, yeah, as you say, she's now the queen of Hollywood. So, I mean, her 
big role in this film will be will be fan demanded. I mean, the fans demanded after seeing Halloween Kills, right? Yeah, basically, yeah, they've decided to give her a bigger part this time. And then we have Atlanta returning to like in a way we don't have Portia and we still don't have say Nini after all these years, mm-hmm. but like I'm kind of cautiously optimistic about Atlanta. Marlo has her peach and Sheree is back. I mean, what more can True. you want? Yeah. Sheree yeah, has exactly. always been my absolute favorite in Atlanta, so for her to be back, I'm so excited and I'm, I'm all in. I'm excited for Kenya to have a Nini less and Portia less season to see what happens. Because yeah. one of my complaints yeah. with Kenya is like she shuts down with those two women. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how that pans out. And then, you know, Cynthia's gone, but now between Ultimate Girls Trip and Celebrity Big Brother, it's like, I want her back. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, please, like now I love Cynthia. It's so wild. Um, Speaking of Kenya though, did you see Kenya more hair care is now in CVS? She got Ooh, the big account. Wow. Babies. Oh my God. Pretty mess hair. Could never. Pretty uh, much. Hope not. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we got the, like, no, the number one I, Erica Jane stand on this it, podcast. Connor, has, yeah. anyone, oh, no. has anyone on this podcast made you atone for being the number one Erica Jane stand? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> You must pay for your sins. I have said at length on this podcast that I have walked back the most. I don't even bring you didn't, I don't think you walked it back far enough, baby. <laughs> I've got a lot going on right now. <laughs> oh my God, drag me. Drag me on my own podcast. Mm-hmm. That's what I deserve. Can I actually ask you about that? Because we don't get the US celebrity big brother over here. I know that Teddy Mellencamp, God rest her, got kicked <laughs> off first. God rest her. <laughs> And that Cynthia Bailey, sort of, I've seen the clips going around of her, like kind of having it out with one of the other housemates. How is Cynthia faring on Celeb Big Brother? I mean, it does seem like she's doing well. Well, as of right now, as of <laughs> what airs on television Friday night, things were looking up. But as of like spoilers and live feeds, things are looking down. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. it, it sounds like uh, the the correct side of the house got all the power um, as of Friday night. Um, but then it seems like Cynthia's part of them squandering that power. So that's yeah. sad. Yeah, they don't know how to wield the power correctly. Yeah. So Cynthia uh-huh. is on the side of the house with uh, Carson Cressley King. And Carson had won HOH. And apparently, from what we're hearing, it's not going well for them. And how is she coming across? Is she a bit more woken up than she has been on Atlanta? Is she more like argumentative? The fans love her, I think. As, like I'm on like Reddit and like I go on like the and I look at the tweets and all that kind of stuff. I look at the tweets, God, but like No, but the fans seem to actually like really like her. Okay, that's good. I mean it's, it's funny because Obviously, the UK version that has aired here, I think, used to be so iconic. So when I saw that Cynthia was on an American one, I was like, good for you, Cynthia. Because we were supposed to get Nini. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get into that with the fan stuff. But um, the UK version, like, they just sit in the house and they don't do competitions, right? They just, like, sit around? Well, they do have to do challenges and tasks. But the one thing I've noticed just from seeing clips of American Big Brother in general is it's not underscore with music and they don't use the diary room interviews as quite the same way. So when I see clips of American Big Brother, it just looks so much more intense because it's all like dun, 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 when they're in like the kitchen, whereas on UK Big Brother, they're just like, I can't believe you said that. And there's no music under it. Oh. At all. So oh. it's, it's just very, it's more, it feels more documentary, even though it's obviously all super staged. But anyway. I'm glad to hear Cynthia is faring well in the Big Brother house. Yeah, for now. For for now. Another show that I have been a fan of for years and I've been really enjoying talking to people on my podcast today, but I know you guys are kind of newer to 
is Housewives of Melbourne. Now, you're going to be recapping it kind of in in chunks for your Patreon bonus episodes. But just in general, how are you feeling about Melbourne? And, and what's it like watching an international franchise of, of Housewives? Um, so we have only watched season one thus far. And mm-hmm. I will say, I don't know why these girlies are so mad that Gina exists, but <laughs> I am happy to watch it. Cause like, I'm all in on Gina because of it. Like, these fucking freaks, what's wrong with them? <laughs> <laughs> They're jealous. I actually think they are. I think they knew almost right away that Gina was going to stand out. And I think there's a degree of jealousy there, honestly. I yeah. mean, you look at you look at Gina and it's like, obviously that's the star of the show. Just looking at her, you know? I mean, like <laughs> soccer chanting and drag, basically. <laughs> I've never, I had never thought of the similarity between the two until you said that. And I'm it's like, all you know, I, actually. it's all I see. Um, no, I'm I'm obsessed with it. I think it's so interesting to watch. And there's like subtle differences in like the way that it's edited compared to like the US Housewives that are like produced under like the Bravo umbrella. Um, that is so interesting. Like they will do a lot of voiceover while like interview voiceover while people are talking in the scene. So like you miss some of like what people are talking in the scene, which is so interesting. And there's just like weird, yeah. subtle differences that like set it apart. I just like, I'm obsessed. I like seeing like the lifestyles of people in Australia, which I just didn't have my head wrapped around. Um, I love it. Ch- Chica, Chica, <laughs> the mother I never had, except I have a really great mother. A good woman, yes. <laughs> I, Your bonus mom, Chica. Yeah. So, so this premiered in 2014, and it's strange to see them talking about being housewives so much because that's totally like breaking fourth wall, and yeah. that, that's something yeah. that's happened over in the U.S. cities until recently. So they're like, "Oh, like we're housewives." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Jackie the psychic is psycho, but I grew to love her. Yeah, she is kind, and I think Janet is also a true MVP for me mm-hmm. as well. Oh, same. The other mother I never had. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you make of how, like, I mean, I'm curious. Even when you watch it, is it uncensored? Because there's a lot of <gasps> a lot of swearing in this one. It is jarringly uncensored. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that a trip? The first time you watch, you're like, oh my god. Yeah. 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 And like the first season, I just watched the reunion last night, and it revolving around. Um, Gina calling uh, two of them the C word, but like in <laughs> private. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm with Gina. Like what I say to my friends in private about other friends, like don't come for me though. I don't say anything mean about my friends, by the way, but <laughs> <laughs> Dan's like, I'm one of you been saying. Yeah. <laughs> I call Dan the C word all the time. Wow. <laughs> I was hearing Americans say that word never quite hits as hard as it does when a British person or Australian or obviously an Irish person says it. I'm like, okay, but when Americans say it, I'm like, well, know. because for y'all, it's a lot more common yeah. and like a lot more used than it is here. I think. Americans don't really say it. No, it's very collo- weirdly colloquial in Ireland, which is a terrible thing to say, but it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you could make you could make it happen. You start calling everybody that. No, that I am is. not going to be the the one starting the trend. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing on Melbourne. So Andrea only lasts one season, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I have, as far as housewives, I have not despised a housewife more. I don't think. <laughs> I, she just comes into the game thinking she is running things, but she's yeah misstepping at every turn and just makes herself look 
horrible the entire time. Yet, like, still, I, I went into the reunion thinking maybe she will have watched some of it and be, been like, like, come in with her tail between her legs a little bit and be like, oh, I was wrong. No, I cannot believe. I cannot believe. Whenever she hits the screen, I always quote the the Bravo meme that's been going around recently of Phaedra saying, loser. <laughs> yeah. She's such <laughs> a loser to me. <laughs> It's funny you say that because I rewatched season one a few months ago before the return of like because they took a huge break yeah. from the most recent season. So I was like, let me go rewatch. And um I was fast forwarding so many of Andrew's scenes, like her talking about her book to a room full of women. I was oh like, my I, god. I, well, I know that this. scene is the most fascinating scene because she thinks she's doing something and she's not doing it at all. Like that scene was so illuminating as like to who this woman was for me that I could watch that on repeat. Oh, that's me told. <laughs> but I also, I mean, it does, her being on the first season was great for Gina in that it gave Gina a, an enemy and like their confrontation is iconic. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's Melbourne. I'm so glad you finally have come around to Melbourne. I know, you um, You have been like one of the many people saying like, you got to get on yeah. the train. And it's just a matter of like, well, now it's on Discovery Plus, so. Yeah, we downloaded and paid for another app just for... <laughs> <laughs> I love that you did that. I'm so impressed that you did that. And um, a show that you both love and talk about a lot on Come Through Queen and For My Sins, I have yet to delve into a Summer House, which is obviously not a housewife show, but it's a Bravo show and it's in that Bravo cinematic universe that you talk about. If there was anyone from the Summer House world that could one day be a great real housewife, are there any names who like who would be on that list? Lindsay Hubbard. Oh, for sure. I think like we are in agreement of that and any viewer of the show would be in an agreement of that, especially where we're at right now in season six. She's been there for six years. So she's mm-hmm. kind of like a veteran. She's definitely I think she's the oldest girl in the in the house. Yeah, um, she's older than Alex McCord was when she was on Roni. So like, oh my God, she would be perfect on Roni. And now she is in a budding relationship with another star of the show, Carl Radke, which is a person who is pretty much like universal, universally loved. Mm-hmm. And I think they both as a couple would do well on Roni. Like he's kind of like the boyfriend, maybe eventually husband. Yeah, husband. Yeah. yeah. So that would be a journey to follow. <clears throat> yeah. And we've been through a journey with Carl in particular. Like he, was spent so many seasons being like a fuck boy. And then he like kind of got his life together. And now he's like the perfect prince of the show. I've always loved him. Fuck boy or perfect prince. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they would be wonderful on Roni. Connor is Summer House on Hey You over in Ireland. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. Is. It's I, see on it on, hey I see you. it on the promos that Connor um, posts. Yeah. So like get on top of that. <laughs> so, so is like, I know that housewives really like blew up during the pandemic really in terms of like yes, yes ireland and europe and stuff like has summer house benefited at all from that or is that not really part of the conversation it's funny you say that because there was definitely a focus on housewives like in 2020 that's that has sustained and people are thank god because i can still do this podcast yeah. but mm-hmm. um i i have noticed anecdotally more and more people watch summer house but it's not I think the the as you probably know that Beverly Hills going on a Netflix thing started this kind of chain effect. People going to the Real Housewives world, not as much, but I've noticed more and more people talk about it. And just even 
I, I, not to the same extent, but I'm seeing people talk about it. And it's funny because obviously Des Bishop, who is very well known in Ireland. Oh my God. Up oh. On it. Like that did get a lot of press here. So people did talk about it because that was very random because Des is extremely famous in Ireland. So that was so funny oh, to me that he Well, was, he's the worst Bravo, part of last Bravo season. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like, I found that so funny hearing you guys talk about him because I was like, that is so funny. Like I can remember watching Des Bishop on TV, like in like 2005. It is so funny to me. That he's like now on American television wow. as well. Well, I, you know what would help um, get Summer House out there and get people talking about it if the acclaimed Housewives and Me <laughs> Ham podcast would advocate for it and start watching it. I agree. Summer House and Me is the new spin-off. Summer House yeah. and Me, yeah. Sham, sham, it's perfect. Sham, 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 sham. sham. <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought. I only do podcasts. I'm like Che Diaz. I only do podcasts with me and the title. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I do think. Hey, it's Che Diaz. <laughs> I do think Summer House Sorry. would probably be succeeding over there a little bit more if Vanderpump Rules was still like on the high highs it used to have. Because mm-hmm. like Summer yeah. I, Summer House is kind of like the step you take after Vanderpump Rules, but Vanderpump Rules is in its like flop era right now. Yeah, yeah. I still think people from Pump Rules could end up on Housewives. Like, I still think Lala or Sheena. No, 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 no. They're not welcome. No. (laughs) I'm sorry. No. (laughs) They're not welcome. Lala. (laughs) Lala, to me, I never was really warmed up to. And then she's just like pissed that all down the drain as far as like me caring. So please, no. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll pass word on to Bravo. <laughs> it's a no from me. Please. Okay, so that's some We've talked a bit about kind of fandoms and Bravo fans and Bravo fan accounts and all that stuff. Like, it's such an interesting time because the Instagram social media culture around these shows is as big as it's ever been, but it's also like playing into the shows in ways that we never would have expected. What do you guys make of like Housewives fandoms in 2022? Are you into it? Are you sick of it? What's working for you? I'll let Brett Brennan take this one because he's the one who definitely <laughs> has strong feelings. <laughs> okay. My problem is it actually like it almost is more about like the state of media in general and social media in general mm-hmm. where and I hate to use the word misinformation, but like people will people in like the Bravo fandom or any fandom online will believe any tweet without a citation nothing this is what happened for example the best example i can think of is the rumored celebrity big brother cast that was going around that included Mm. like nini tiffany polar like everything people believed that as if it was like the bible not that everyone believes in the bible but like people believe that as (laughs) as if it was like hallelujah (laughs) yeah as if like the new york times had posted it you know and it's like no you can't just believe a tweet because like you want to believe a tweet and it happens Every day, as far as like even the dumbest little Bravo news, every single day there's something that like one of the big Bravo accounts that puts their little watermark or their little like border <laughs> around. I mean, Dan even had one of his tweet. Uh, this isn't misinformation, but Dan had one of his tweets taken by a Bravo account and they put a little border around it. And I was like, why don't you put you should put take that Instagram post, put the come through queen border around the whatever at Bravo. Was it like drinks by Bravo or something? It's, it's infuriating to me because it's just like people passing along just like untrue shit. Mm. That being said, there's, there's accounts that I follow because they post funny shit. Like people like Yolanda Fister and like Joe mm, Gunn and like yeah. those people are like doing good shit on in the Bravo universe, you know? Yeah. 
I think it's tricky because there's a sense now that like there's fan accounts that want to try and give you ongoing updates on what's going on in a show's film, which is in theory fine and exciting, but they're all taking scraps of info and rumors and like one DM screenshot and just going, that's it. Whereas at least with, I mean, not all celebrity reporting, but like there are showbiz news outlets that will have sources or will correlate stuff or will say this is just basically a report we don't know how true it is whereas the fan accounts just take everything as gospel it is, i think you're right it's basically media literacy is lacking yeah, yeah exactly sometimes. nobody has media literacy anymore and that's why like if you want bravo news follow people who are actual reporters who have the bravo beats so like mm. follow like the dave quinn's the bryce sanders is kate that arthur kate arthur like kate those arthur, people yeah. who are actually like doing actual reporting and yeah. you will actually get the actual facts. It might not be as fun as like the fan fiction. It's it's actual like reporting. Yeah, it's it's you know I think that maybe I don't like I think because Brandon, you and I work in the media effectively, and we have like like we have the, we have this sort of general idea of how all that works, and you just forget that some people don't. Which is not even to be snobby; it's just a reality. And sometimes I'm like, guys, like this is just a scrap of a scrap. Like it's fun to talk about, but like it's not necessarily true. Like people do. I think that's the part where people just don't go, "Ooh, if this was true, it'd be fun." It's more like this is happening, and it's yeah. real. And I mean, like that is like I think one of the problems is the fact that like Instagram exists in the way that it does where it's like you see an Instagram post you can't link out from an actual Instagram post just like the functionality so that you can never include a link so like people don't so you just see this one Instagram post and people believe it and share it and it goes viral and yada 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 and then like nobody's checking back three months from the fact um is did did this actually come true because usually it hasn't or didn't yeah I mean I think besides casting news which i find to be interesting like i don't want to know what's going on during a film season i want to go in blind and just like experience it you know (laughs) yeah and that's something where it is interesting because it is bleeding into shows and that it's now become like well we saw this i mean i thought porsche's spinoff in particular was so obsessed with what is social media saying about me? And after a point, it's like in real life, like I wouldn't want my friends sitting around talking about social media. I'd want to be having actual moments with them. So when I watch Housewives, I don't really want the show to always be about social media. Right. Speaking of reporting, something that you've done a couple of times in the podcast over the years, and I've always found it so interesting. And I feel like you could do it in 2022 and you get a whole set of fresh answers is a thing called red, white and come through where you kind of went through the political allegiances or I guess voting habits of, housewife stars because in the u.s people would tend to register as republican or democrat or independent and you'd be able to see what they've donated how they voted etc are you tempted to do that again or like even in the post jenny from salt lake city era do we dare (laughs) i think i think that we did it in 2016 Uh um and back then it was before anyone was really caring or doing anything and we just found it interesting and it was like low stakes for us Right now, yeah. I feel like everyone's trying to dig up everything about everyone. Um, and so I don't think Come Through Queen needs to be doing that as much anymore, you know? Yeah, I also think that the ones who are on the show are smart enough to not make the donations anymore. Because yeah. when we, yeah. I think we took a look at during like 2020 and like there was nothing, essentially. Yeah. It's funny you say that when you did it, it was less of a conversation point. Because, I mean, a big thing with the, I think, deserved, you know, unhappiness people have what Jenny from Salt Lake City posted mm-hmm. was just also a big part of the conversation was how did Bravo not spot what was in plain sight this isn't even like 
a random post on a private Facebook. Like Jenny had publicly posted a lot of really horrible stuff. Like that, it's funny how the network doesn't always seem to go and do a little bit of, not the thing wrong being Republican or Democrat, but just seeing what a person has put out there. It doesn't always seem to be on their radar. Yeah. I mean, with Jenny, the morning that that broke, I went in myself, looked at that Facebook post and like looked to go back and find that Facebook post. I mean, I'm not making an excuse for Bravo or whoever is supposed to like check that stuff. But there was like the sheer volume of stuff she was posting on that Facebook page. It just was like overwhelming that it took me a very long time to get there. That being said, that person in production should have found that and like should have found like the multiple iterations of her like posting bullshit like that. Um, But yeah, I just I don't know what the process is when they like hire a new person because like anyone anytime I meet somebody I'm looking through all their social media and I'm like oh, yeah. I'm even checking the their likes like if you're on Twitter and liking shit I'm I'm I know what you like <laughs> he, sees, oh he sees you when you're sleeping he knows exactly. when you're awake so I mean, like, maybe they should hire me for that job but I don't know if I want to do that mm. that'll be traumatizing <laughs> yeah yeah I would say so I mean it's funny with the Jenny thing because in a way I feel like it happened very quickly and it unfolded and got dealt with very quickly. But then in one way, it felt like it didn't happen quick enough. But when you factor in the actual show into things, I assume we're going to see something about it on the show in like six to nine months time as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it is hard to know what the timeline should be. Yeah. Well, I'll be uh, very mindful of what I like. On Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well- <laughs> Brendan's like, I see you've been liking shit about me, bitch. I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing you did on your bonus episodes which are i mean i can't stress how much fun i have with the come through cream patreon if anybody uh-huh. hasn't joined but you did a ranking of your favorite housewives i don't want to spoil the actual ranking too much because i want people to go and listen to them but i'm just curious what was it like trying to rank your favorite housewives and and the system that you use because it's it's a kind of an impossible task sure so we actually did this in real life, the two of us before we had the podcast. Yeah, we did it for fun uh, yeah. randomly years like, ago. Two okay. losers. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> like originally, what we did was we we like t- took post-it notes and wrote everyone's name on the post-it notes and organized it by city, and then did it the way that we played it out on the podcast, which was mm. like go city by city and rank amongst the city because like you got to tackle it in some reasonable way, and I feel like analyzing the city first made the most sense. And then you're like, okay, the top of each city is this. Now who is the top of the top, you know? Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's not a perfect system, but I feel like we kind of got a good top 20. The people who needed to be in the bottom of the bottom are there cause they deserve it. And it's just like a fun, a fun little game we played. It's a fun little game. And I will say like that ranking, we did it how many months ago it's probably like it's probably totally different now you know it's oh, yeah an ever-changing thing it was fun to like fight for our faves i got giselle pretty <laughs> high up because of that yeah <laughs> um and there was a little snafu where dan did some math wrong so our new york ranking was a little off but we don't have to talk about that but wow. yeah it, it's a fun little activity and uh subscribe to our patreon for it why not when when we did the miami ranking the show had not even come back. So like that alone would be different yeah, right now because yeah. of like the return in season four. I do remember yeah. the New York episode was one where I actually thought 
Brendan was going to strangle Dan. I thought this oh could my be God. the end of this podcasting <laughs> relationship. It was like it was like my top people were like number five somehow, and it's like ranking between two people. <laughs> well, I mean, Patreon is where you get to see us kind of let our hair down a little bit between like the Bravo conversations and then us, then us just talking about nonsense. So if you're into the Come Through Queen vibe then check that out. That's true. That's a, that's a great sell of that, Dan. Congratulations. You. <laughs> um, you both you both did this when you were on the show by yourselves previously, but I, I'm very excited to hear the 2022 update. You're coming up with a new Housewives tagline. Oh, no. What are you both choosing and why? Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. When I'm not watching what happens, I love to live. <laughs> 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 Andy Gowen's like, I think we need to go back to the strong board. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. <laughs> Can I think for one second? Sure, yeah. <laughs> we, could ha- we, could, we could, like, I'm trying to think. We could, um, we could brainstorm. I mean, you moved to Brooklyn. Is there something Oh, my like God. That? How about, like, I may be new to Melbourne, but I've always shined, shined, shined. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> An homage to our queen. <laughs> that would then you could actually go on Melbourne and that would be your story. That would be befriending Jackie. Yeah. She'd have to give you a psychic reading. I feel oh, like, shine, shine, shine. I feel like if Jackie met me, she would see demons. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Demonic. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, yeah, and there's a guy, a guy you do podcasts with. you got to get rid of him. Yeah, bad energy. You've got a bad vibe in your life, girl. Oh, oh, I'm just saying. You know, she always has these, like, absolute. Yeah, yeah. her beverage they haven't sold since, like, 2017. Is that still on the market? I have never had the joy of seeing La Mascara in real life, I but I doubt it's fine. I would imagine it's hard to find. Yeah. I was on the Instagram yesterday, and it looks like before it ended, they were selling some hard teas. So I guess Lover Boy has them shaking. Yeah, for sure. And Janet, I mean, I don't think you've gotten to it yet, but Janet still sells these, like, they're not hard teas, but they're like actual, like, tea bags that you can buy in, like, Chemist Warehouse and stuff. Oh, yeah. Australia. I saw so, that on like, her Instagram has- yesterday. Yeah, Janet has a, a tea business all of her own. Oh. Um, another question that I love to ask guests, and I'm going to split this up slightly because there's two of you here, but it's the dinner party question. Mm-hmm. You're having housewives or friends of or husbands, whoever, over for dinner. We're going to do six people, so one each. We'll go one at a time. So what six people are coming over and why? Okay. I would like to have, I think, Jackie from New Jersey come what? over okay for what <laughs> for what <laughs> for dinner or what or for what <laughs> no, i like my my selection is based like i obviously i did a different dinner party last time last time i think it was a mm-hmm. little bit more fun and like kooky this time it's like i want to talk to the people who seem like they make sense like can <laughs> make sense of the world and like give like the insider's view of filming this as like a seemingly normal person. So okay. she's my normal person number one. Okay, so that's Jackie Fredan first. Brendan, who's your first pick? My first pick is Sheree. Mm-hmm. And I would I want to hear about like what's it like being returning for the third time. Yes. And would you be asking for some she by Sheree clothes in a bag when she comes to visit as well? No, I, I think we may be getting some <laughs> she by Sheree clothes uh, since that was the finale party. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh. Joggers. I kind of want a pair of the joggers. I think that'd be kind of camp to have a pair of Shiba mm-hmm. Shiba joggers. Lululemon oh. is shaking. Okay, so Don, who's your next pick? Okay. Now, while she may be like a little bit of a firecracker on the show, I do think like I would love to sit down and have a conversation with her. Candace Dillard from Potomac. But that's because you love her music. Like you literally actually listen to Candace's music I as well. frequently stream Deep Space. And then like it is always on the daily mix like amongst all the other singing legends <laughs> of our time <laughs> oh my god so you actively like you're like this is a good album i would rock to this whether it was she was on housewives or not i love it yeah for sure <laughs> okay well she can do a musical number between courses maybe yeah okay brendan who is next at dinner i have to go with giselle obviously mm. yes true. just because queen. like she's so funny and pretty and I just love her. <laughs> you know? As long as it's not at her home or in her backyard. Oh, no. I want it to be in her home. I want to be in a tent in the driveway. <laughs> okay. And then, Don, this is your last pick, Don, but it's the second last guest at the dinner. Yeah. Uh, my last pick will be Gina Kirschneider. <laughs> I mean, I just Oh, like- my God. Zan. Zan. Hello. I- hello. I think she has such a good heart. She seems like a nice person. <laughs> Am I a loser? <laughs> you're just having you. I it's so funny because people will come on here and they'll be like, "Okay, so this is the dinner party if I wanted to be crazy, and this dinner party if I wanted to be people like." But yours is like, I just think they seem nice. Yeah, well, I should talk to these people. <laughs> Do you like relate to Gina? Because I feel like Gina's kind of Jersey. You're from Jersey. Like, what is that? So famously, she. <laughs> She's not from Jersey. She's not Noelle, from Jersey. Noella, Noella, I like had on like some leopard print dress, and she's like, "Look, I wore this. Like, I thought of you as the Jersey vibes." And and Gina's like, "I'm not from Jersey." Was it Staten Island? Uh, one of them? No, she's like, from Long Island, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. It's but it all blends same. together. It is true. It all. Does yeah. If you think about it, it's like the same general area that it's like it's all the same. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, like, she, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated that she's managed to like last this long number one yeah and like she kind of has gone through some tumultuous stuff on the show in her personal life Mm -hmm. and like her friendship with emily is fun i'm curious to see the the mentorship between heather dubrow and gina play out so yeah okay (laughs) brandon who is next for you it has to be dolores and i feel like dolores can get along with anyone so she's like a good guest and she'd vibe with everyone well, yeah, Jackie's there. She gets along with her. So yeah, and, it's, and her, her. Other, her other Jersey sister, Gina. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Dolores and Giselle together because I feel like they're both like, they have a maternal streak in them where I think they would probably bond over that. Oh, true. Yes, yes. My two mothers. Mm. The mothers I never had. <laughs> you have so many mothers to replace I know. your, and, your uh, actual speaking mother. Speaking of my mom, Mary Lou, my actual mother, who's a great mother, tried calling me during this, and I had to text her and say I'm busy. Oh, wow. <laughs> she knew that I was calling multiple people my mother. <laughs> She's like, I had a sense I needed to just Check let in. you know I'm still yes. <laughs> I'm still here if you need a call. Um, okay, that's an interesting mix of people. I also think Candace and Dolores, I would like to watch that play out in real mm, life. Yeah. Maybe we could get Chica catering it. And, <gasps> Chica, and, I should have invited Chica. Can we get get Chica in there? 
And Guerdi can guerdify the dinner party. Yeah. <laughs> so Guerdi can event design. Yeah. Chica can do the food. Yep. Jackie can do psychic readings after. Oh, yes. yes. No, I don't course. need Jackie. <laughs> oh, not for a psychic reading? No, she'll see demons, remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Janet can come in with a tray of Ooh, tea. Oh, Janet. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, Janet was on my short list for sure. <laughs> and we need, and Gina can represent them. We need Marisol <laughs> drinking out of one of those like Starbucks cups. Mm, with yeah. the straw <laughs> that is start i enjoy that as a visual thing but they're doing it so much in almost every episode that i'm like marisol i literally the day was like how much do you need to go to the bathroom recording these interviews because all you're doing is sipping on something also yeah. is she drinking alcohol that entire time while recording confessionals that she loves her like cockies cocks she calls them cocks now there's no oh, longer yeah. cockies yeah we dropped the e yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay oh that's kind of it's both a chaotic and kind of nice and sweet dinner party. So that's an interesting mix. Yeah. Okay. Before we wrap up, where can people find you both online, but also obviously tell us about the podcast and what you get into every week and where we can find that. Mm, well, I mean, we have just the one-stop shop of come through queen has links to our social. So like you get links to Twitter, there, links to our ins- come through queen, Instagram links to the private Facebook group that is still bumping along and I, I guess like the format of come through queen is we tackle the news first, like a new, if a new trailer dropped, if something's going mm-hmm. on legally or, you know, <laughs> other, other news that's hitting page six, then we discuss the shows that aired that week. And then we have a freak of the week and the one true queen. And it's weekly. So you get all the news, you get weekly recaps. And obviously, as you say, freak of the week and one true queen. Yeah. And then on Patreon, you do your bonus episodes, which are, it's actually an episode you've done recent, recently, which I think will be of interest to some of my listeners, which is a kind of a starting guide for where to go next in certain housewife cities. Mm. We also do the pre-show where you kind of talk about what else you watched that week or what you got up to kind of in your lives as well. Yeah. And if people want to follow either or both of you on socials, where can they do that? Um, you can follow Dan at IDKIDK on Twitter. And you can follow me at not Brendan. That's Brendan with an A at the end. Or maybe don't follow Brendan because he <laughs> might, he'll just like watch everything. He'll start post. monitoring you. Yeah, I will watch everything. I did notice that Connor recently liked a Joe Gunn tweet. Mm, the one, the one <laughs> okay. making fun of us for watching Melbourne. So no, I, I, <laughs> the fact that that came in minutes after I posted about Melbourne, Joe Gunn, we're watching you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when you said I noticed you liked, I was like, what is he going to say? <laughs> I was like, that's fine. I was like, a Joe Rogan. No, Joe. Gunn. <laughs> Joe Rogan. Oh no, <laughs> please. Connor's really into Joe Rogan right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the Joe Rogan experience and then come through Queen. <laughs> I don't even use Spotify for podcasts. Mm. That's the irony. I'm like an Apple podcast weirdo. Anyway, anyway, I could talk to you both for ages, but I'm aware you've got things to do and podcasts to do and shows to watch because you watch a million shows for your podcast. Oof. But Dan and Brendan from Come Through Queen, thank you very much for coming back on Housewives and Me. Thank you. Thank you. From Come Through Queen there, that's Dan and Brendan on Housewives and Me, or Ham, as they love to call this podcast. If you haven't heard Come Through Queen, you have to check it out wherever you get your podcasts. I'll put links to where you can listen to the show in the show notes of this episode, and the Patreon and all that good stuff if you want to get into all things Come Through Queen. As always, you can find this show on social media as well, at Housewives and Me is where you'll find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me, it's Connor Bean, on both those places as well. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a rating for the show. It helps it find new listeners, and I'd really appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts, because new episodes come out every single Tuesday. 
So until next time, thank you very much for listening. Stay safe and I'll talk to you soon.